Hello, this is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson from the Emergent Hope Ministries along with the Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson. And we are so glad that you have joined us. We thank you for being a part of the Emergent Hope Ministries podcast. And the podcast coming to you tonight is the Lotus Flower Podcast. And we are so grateful and thankful that you have chose to tune in to hear what thus saith the Lord. Because truly, God has something to say, and He wants you to know that He has a plan for you and for your life. And this plan has to do with being able to matriculate through society with all of the spiritual warfare that's waging in and around your life. And so today, we want to share about your secret weapon. Yes, your secret weapon. Because God has given each Christian secret weapons in which to engage the warfare that you are involved in. And while I believe that all Christians should be involved in this process, it's also important to know that you must be prepared to do your part. And you have to recognize that God is with you. And I don't doubt that God is doing some great things because that's what God does. God does great and mighty things in our life. And he wants you to be a part of these things that he's doing and not become a victim of circumstances. And if you don't understand what your weapons are and what they entail, then you will be a victim. In the New Testament, in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, the Lord gives us an example of what it is. He gives us an example of the weapons that he has given us. And these weapons are spiritual weapons. They are weapons that defeat spiritual adversities. And God wants you to know that he is in control. And I doubt that anyone who dispute the fact that the United States is in a, a serious trouble right now as we face the problems, we face shootings, you know, on high school campuses, you know, to ethical and moral breakdowns in our society. But as we look at the spiritual condition of our nation, one thing is clear. The remedy is not political. While I believe that all Christians should be involved in the process of waging war against these political foes, I believe that the political process, by exercising their right to vote, by exercising their right to speak up 
against the things that's going on in their lives. And so that's how we can get our country back in shape from a physical standpoint of view. And this is where the church comes in. And specifically where you and I come in. But yet I fear that many in the church today have the right ideas but are not going about it but are going about it in the wrong way. And for the most part, the church has abandoned the very message that is so desperately needed at this crucial and critical time in our history. In a day when we ought to engage our culture with one truth that has any hope of transforming it, Many of us have turned aside to fight the world on its own terms and with its own strategies. However, the front line of this battle is in the proclamation of the gospel. And one of the most powerful weapons that God has given us is prayer. Yes, prayer. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that God has given the Christian. Now consider the early church. They faced a daunting task as they sought to reach their culture and their world with no political base to speak of, no voting blocks, you know, in the Roman Senate and no Roman emperor with the exception of Constantine who made the Roman nation become Christian. He was the only one during that time who was sympathetic toward the church. And these first century believers, they dramatically impacted their culture with the word of God. And that's what we need to do as well. In Acts chapter 12, it gives us a classic example of why the early church turned its world upside down and why we don't today. And as the chapter opens, we find Herod, the king, the consummate politician harassing the church. And James was put to death, the first of the apostles to be martyred. And Peter was arrested next. Things were looking bleak. James was gone. You know, Peter was probably going to be gone himself, it was a horrible situation that they were facing. So what did the church do? That's the question. And that's the question I pose to you. Something don't do, well something we don't do enough of these days is pray. And we need to pray. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church in Acts chapter 12 verse 5. It tells us that. And though all other doors were closed, the one remained open, the door of prayer. And this was and is the church's secret weapon. So let's consider what made their prayers effective, because this is where we come in. This is where we must fight. And they directed their prayers to God. And often in prayer, 
we flippantly throw out a request without thinking about whom we're addressing. God is not our butler. No, he's not our butler in heaven or our venting machine in heaven either. He is our heavenly father in heaven. He is God almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the perfect and the holy God. And if we would like to think about that for a moment, it will change the way that we pray. So, how did they pray? How should we pray? Well, they prayed, first of all, intensely. The phrase, constant prayer, could be translated that they prayed honestly, it says. And another way to translate it is, they prayed stretched outwardly. They were grasping and reaching out for the throne of God. And prayer that prevails is prayer into which we put our souls, stretching out toward God with an intense and agonizing desire. So first, we have to pray intensely. Secondly, they prayed in unity. Constant prayer was offered by the church. And there is power in united prayer. The idea here is not a group of people agreeing together. It's the idea of a group of people agreeing together for something that is the will of God. So we need to pray in unity. We need to pray not just prayer, not just things that we want to consume for our own lust or for our own personal gain, but we need to pray for something that is the will of God. So they prayed intensely. They prayed in unity. Then they prayed with as much faith as they could. So it's evident from their amazement at Peter's release from prison found in verse 16 of chapter 12 of Acts that the church prayed with some doubts. Yes, they had some doubts. And while they prayed fervently and they prayed together, they also prayed in doubt. So some would say that a lack of faith will cause your prayer to go unanswered. But even when we don't have all the faith that we should, God will more than meet us halfway. And we must come with as much faith as we have and leave the rest in God's hand. So, let's look at how things changed the early church as a result of prayer. As chapter 12 concludes, Herod dies, and it's amazing how circumstances changed. The chapter opens with James' death, Peter's in prison, and Herod is triumphant. And it closes with Herod dead, Peter free, and the word of God triumphing. 
And this is how prayer works. And this is why we need to pray. This is Pastor Curtis L. Robinson Sr. Coming to you live from the Lotus Book Club podcast. Wishing you a blessed day. And don't forget that there's three things that God desires of you. And it's found in Acts chapter 12. First of all, Christian brothers, sisters, you must pray intently. You must pray in unity. And you must pray with a constant desire and that faith will prevail until we meet again. May the Lord richly bless you. God bless you as well.